It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The World in 10. It's a sneak preview of some of the stories you can read more about in today's Times of London. I'm Jenny Barsby. Coming up on today's podcast, a British parliamentary worker is arrested on suspicion of spying for China. We hear from an MP who it's reported he had a particular issue with. Russia also features in today's 10-minute roundup with an in-depth interview with the country's former richest man. Plus, can we really zap away depression? All that coming up here on The World in 10. Times of London has an exclusive story today on the arrest of a British parliamentary worker on suspicion of spying for China. Now, the arrest is alleged to be one of the most damaging breaches of security involving a hostile state at Westminster, with a male suspect who's in his late 20s reportedly linked to a number of senior Conservative MPs, including several who are privy to classified or highly sensitive information. One of those is Sir Ian Duncan-Smith, Now, he's also co-chair of the Interparliamentary Alliance on China, a group that he co-founded to promote a coordinated response among democratic states to challenges posed by the present conduct and future ambitions of China. Let's put it this way, he's not a fan. Now, the research is alleged to have been heavily critical of Sir Ian, and he told us why that comes as no surprise. I've uh, been sanctioned by the Chinese government because... Uh, the organisation I'm involved with, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China, unearthed the genocide that was going on in Xinjiang. And we have been vocal critics of the appalling abuses that the Chinese government uh, have lashed out at people in China and outside China. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if he had been criticising me, uh, because if he's a spy on, on, on the side of China, then that's exactly I'll be a target for him, which I am already. This exclusive piece in today's Times of London has actually prompted the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to raise his concerns with the Chinese Premier at a G20 summit in India. What I said very specifically is my very strong concerns about any interference in our parliamentary democracy, which is obviously unacceptable. But Sir Ian has told us that this shows that the Prime Minister needs to change his attitude to China. This idea that somehow... Uh, Britain is involved in some incredibly balanced dialogue is utter nonsense. It's not a balanced dialogue. It's a a one-way attempt to try and uh, look and behave as though we are kind of friendly to China. And the trouble with that is China doesn't give a damn. Uh, The reality for them is they have a course they are set on and they're going to achieve it. You can read the full article on the Times website. It's up now. 
From China to Russia, and another exclusive by the Times of London, our Europe editor, Peter Conradi, has interviewed the man who was once Russia's richest before he was arrested on the orders of President Putin, spending a decade behind bars. Since his release, Mikhail Khodorkovsky has spent most of the last 10 years in exile in London, devoting his energies into how to bring about regime change in China. Well, The World in 10 caught up with Peter and we started out by asking him what it was like to interview Mikhail Khodorkovsky. He is a very calm, very softly spoken, seems quite a, a gentle figure. He doesn't give very much away about himself. When one's sitting there with him, it's, it's difficult to imagine that this was a man who was once apparently worth $15 billion. I mean, he was hugely, hugely wealthy, but he's also very, very smart, but also very private, getting kind of information from him, out of him about his family, about his sort of day-to-day -day life in London uh, was quite tricky. As I mentioned earlier, Kurakovsky spent a decade working out how to stop Putin, and he told Peter the West needs to change how it sees the Russian leader. His theory is essentially that, that the only way to understand how Putin works is just to see him and his regime as being like a band of mafiosi. And Putin rules the country very much like a mafia boss. But Kurakovsky believes that change in Russia won't happen when Putin's rule comes to an end, unless the whole political landscape changes. He told Peter what has to happen. His argument is that, OK, one day Putin will die or someone will get rid of Putin and someone will replace Putin. But the danger is, however good, however much of a good czar that figure appears to be, ultimately he or she will become corrupted by the system, which gives them so much power. So what he says is essentially Russia has got to turn its back on this presidential model and has got to be turned into a parliamentary system where you have a prime minister who has to rule through a cabinet and who doesn't have all this particular power concentrated in his or her hands. This in-depth interview also discusses Khodorkovsky's time behind bars, his relationship with imprisoned opposition leader Alexei Navalny and the death of the Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin. It's a compelling read and available for Time subscribers now. The way we treat mental health has changed drastically over the years, and I think everyone would agree for the better. But now scientists at the University of Cambridge think it may be possible to zap depression away. Now, this is nothing like electroconvulsive therapy seen in movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where an electric current is sent through the brain. This is transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS, where electromagnetic pulses are sent to different parts of the brain to stimulate a certain response. The World in 10 spoke to the Sunday Times science editor Ben Spencer, who's actually tried TMS for himself. It wasn't painful. I didn't feel any sensation of pain or discomfort. It felt like someone was tapping the side of my head, but quite hard. And that was basically, as the electromagnetic pulse 
went into my brain through my skull it was getting the peripheral muscles so it felt like my face was kind of twitching that's kind of just a side effect really. Ben's written about his experience in a piece in the Sunday Times magazine and he also interviewed Dr Camilla Nord the brain scientist behind the treatment. Now she believes that mental health isn't as abstract as we make it out to be and wants experts to start looking at the solid brain. So is brain zapping a revolutionary new way of treating mental health? Ben gave us his thoughts. This isn't a holy grail. This won't work for everyone, but it might work for some people. And that's all we're ever going to get with mental health is treatments which work for some people. And the more treatments we have that work for some people, the more people will be able to get treated. Dr Nord's research in Ben's piece in the Sunday Times magazine is truly fascinating. We've only managed to cover a tiny bit here at The World in 10, so why not take out a time subscription to find out more? Earlier this week, we covered some exciting news in the world of music. The Rolling Stones are set to release a new album on the 5th of October. The Times chief rock and pop critic Will Hodgkinson was lucky enough to get an exclusive interview with the band. I am so jealous. And he sat down with my World in 10 colleague, Amy Gill, to talk about meeting the Stones. Thank you all for joining us at the World in 10. So tell us, what was it like interviewing the Rolling Stones? Well, they were not really what I expected. Um, I've interviewed Ronnie Wood before. I know what he's like. He's just incredibly grateful to be in the Rolling Stones. You know, he's never stopped being the new boy. Um, I've interviewed Keith Richards before, and he's very funny, uh, very, very loose. But the surprise, and I've never spoken to him before, was Mick Jagger. He was much less serious than I thought he'd be. And as a music journalist, how do you go about reviewing an album without giving too much away, especially when we consider, you know, a Stones album that might be incredibly anticipated? Basically, what you want to capture is the essence. I mean, whether you think it's good or bad, and I think you need to justify it. In the case of the Stones, because the Stones have been around for so long and people are so familiar with the classic albums... You're kind of putting it in that lineage. Your piece in The Times, the headline is that Hackney Diamonds is the best album since 1978, Some Girls. To you, to you, what makes it the best album since then? This album got the same quality. And I think the reason it's got the same quality is because they're finding it so hard to make the album. They're, you know, four, well, when Charlie Watts was alive, four men in their then late 70s very wealthy men living in various places in the world came together for tours and then that then went off and didn't see each other. Really, really hard to get together. So what Jagger had the idea of doing was going back to the Some Girls idea where you just bash it out. Don't think too hard. Thanks again, Will. And for our listeners, if you can't wait for the new Stones albums to come out in October, have a read of Will's feature on the Times website. Before I go, a gentle reminder that the sports section has all the latest on the Rugby World Cup, with a particular focus on England's 27-10 win over Argentina. That's it for today's World in 10. We're back tomorrow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 